Hello, and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. Hi, I'm Rachel. You know, I in the shower this morning. I <laughs> it's have like a already a detour. No, this is related. Okay. In the shower this morning, I thought about how we should make the intro more interesting. All right. I don't know how. Right. I don't know either. Like you can call a joke or something. Okay. So maybe maybe this will be 2021 goals. Yeah. Happy New Year. By the time anyone is able to listen to this, it will yeah. be a new year. I feel like it's jinxing it a little bit because we're recording it in the last few hours of 2020 and you know who knows what who knows but it's looking good that we're gonna enter into a new year so happy new year to everyone out here um and yeah that's one of our new year's resolutions we're gonna we're gonna tell jokes or not we Jarrell is gonna tell jokes in the intro so oh so now we've decided this is a Jarrell thing I don't really know any jokes and I do I don't know do you (laughs) no like you just start so it should be like pithy like gotcha. you watch stand-up comedy so you could be like do. whatever stand-up comics say to start their show <laughs> no? okay we'll think about I it i don't know what stand-up comics do to start their show so yeah. i can't be helpful which is why i figured you could be helpful <laughs> we'll work on it we'll see anyway we're not here today to talk about jokes no it's not the topic we're here today to talk about sleep which might be the opposite of jokes although <laughs> maybe some of your sleep habits are a joke Mm. like no shame sometimes mine are too Mm. Um, and so we kind of want to talk about how you can get a better night's sleep because as I'm sure most of you listening know there's a lot of guidance about six to eight hours of sleep being thrown out there like that's important that's a thing that we should do we should prioritize and I think for a lot of people that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. or at least it doesn't happen easily or every day Um, And so hopefully we can provide you with some guidance to maybe make it a little bit easier or to make it happen a little bit more often. Mm -hmm. So Jarrell, how's your sleep? How do you sleep? What would you say some of your biggest sleep issues are? If you have any, maybe you're just the perfect sleeper. I know you're not the perfect sleeper. (laughs) Right. I was like, you already know. Um, I am like, I feel like my sleep is okay. It's been something I've actually been intentionally working on for a while now. Um, I wake up at least a, probably a couple times a night, every night. It's pretty standard. Um, I Me sleeping eight hours is unheard of. Uh, like, damn near can't do it. Um, so that means I often sleep less. Most of the time I sleep less than that. And yeah, I mean, I've... I actually just wrote recently on the blog about one of the things I do that helps me before bedtime. Um, So yeah, I have a well kind of developed bedtime routine that I am also not perfect at. So it's a mixed bag sleep for me. Yeah. What about Uh, you? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, sleep is a fun adventure. I will say that now follow-up question and then I'll actually answer when, okay. you have, when you say you don't sleep eight hours a night is mm-hmm. that because you don't you try to sleep eight hours a night but you're not able to or you're like nah I don't even attempt this like I can't get into bed with enough time to realistically sleep eight hours oh no like I physically can't if I even if I allot like the right amount of time I it's still very difficult for me to sleep eight hours wow yeah like can't do it hmm where do you usually get to? 
Um, I think the the most, and obviously, I, I do actually have sleep data, but I haven't looked at it <laughs> uh, for the purposes of this conversation. Um, but I don't know. I think probably the most I've done within the past year, there's probably been like almost seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Like this, it's just not possible yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So I asked because like, if I got seven and a half hours on average throughout the entire year, yeah. I would be on the floor. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. that's, that's also not average. That's the most. Oh, shut up. That's yeah. true. You did not say average. Right. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> we would not be recording this right now because I, 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 be asleep. I, yeah, I couldn't stand up. Yeah. So that being said, I'm not a good sleeper. My norm of like what my body I think likes is like eight and a half to nine. Mm. So if I can get that, it's a good night. And I will say like, I go through like spurts where there's a few days in a row where like it works out well, because I've learned to budget enough time to account for waking up like in the middle of the night and needing to go back to sleep or like taking like it takes me a really long time to fall asleep most of the time mm-hmm. and so like I budget for that mm-hmm. and one of the perks of COVID you know when you lose the commute and mm-hmm. there's nothing going on it's easier to sleep yeah. um, or at least easier to find time to attempt to sleep yeah but it's always an adventure um as I've talked about on podcasts and on various other channels um I manage chronic pain so sometimes that's an issue where it'll wake me up in the middle of the night um which is just like not fun to deal with obviously but it's also like I don't have the mental energy at two o'clock in the morning to try to figure out what's wrong so I often just like sit there frustrated which probably isn't helpful but it is what it is right um but yeah it's definitely an adventure and it's kind of an ongoing battle to figure out like what will be helpful at this point in time and why am I awake for three hours in the middle of the night tonight but last night was fine Mm -hmm. Uh, so all this to say we're with you yeah we struggle yeah. too. We know in theory all the right things to do and we still are on an ongoing journey. Yep. And I think that brings me to my number one piece of advice <laughs> that I give to everyone who asks is that stop following the rules. Yeah. And, and I'm putting this with a little bit of an asterisk because I think they're a good place to start. And what I mean mm-hmm. by the rules are like, if you Google good sleep hygiene, all the stuff that'll come up, right? Like put your phone away an hour before bed. Don't eat too late. Uh, limit alcohol cons- consumption. Don't drink water right before you go to sleep. So you don't have to wake up to go to the bathroom, right? Like make sure your room is cool and dim the lights. And am I missing any? Did I cover all like the generic tips? Yeah. Like managing sound to. Yeah. Like um, no yeah in the bed I'll only use your bed for sleeping in sacks all mm-hmm. of that stuff like I'm sh- yeah. sure we just like exhausted the list that you'll find if you google it mm-hmm. okay but so as I'm talking about this I'm like mentally being like nope 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 because <laughs> I've gone through things like that and it either doesn't actually move the needle and implementing it is a huge hassle compared to how much benefit it brings and sometimes it's just not realistic Um, I think in the summer when I have to get up earlier than I would ideally want to, to go for a run because it's Mm -hmm. too damn hot. Um, and I don't like to bake. My decision is like, would you like to die in a sauna or would you like to wake up early? Well, I guess I'm waking up early. Mm -hmm. And, but at the same time, like I often in normal times will get home later, um, from work or life. Remember when we used to get to do fun things, things like that. Um, right (laughs) good times my husband often gets home late and so as a result like sometimes I'm eating dinner at like 8 30 at night and going to bed at like 10 30 
well, that's not ideal probably, but also right. like, I, I, what do you, I don't know what to do with that, right? right. Like, I, I, there's no other way around it. And so attempting to implement that, for example, would cause more stress, which is also problematic for sleep. And so I throw that out the window. Um, another one that's more in my control that I throw out the window is the no screens in bed rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't go from like awake and doing things to, okay, sleep. Like, I don't understand people who have that transition. Like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So an iPad lives in my bed with me as I'm trying to fall asleep and I'll watch something relaxing, but I have to have a transition. Um, I've tried it without it. And that's when I get some really great like work ideas or like ideas on how to make sure we have work <laughs> and to solve climate change. Like that's what my mind is doing if I don't have my screen in bed as I transition. So this long story to say, if you're starting from scratch and trying to create a sleep hygiene routine, I think those are good places to start, yeah. but they should not be hard and fast rules because they don't work for everyone. And if they don't work for you, stop trying to make them work for you. The goal is to go to sleep. It's yep. not to go to sleep the right way. Right. Uh, there is a saying in sports for people who watch sports, also RIP going to sporting events, um, that says at the end of the season, they don't ask how, they just ask how many, meaning how many wins do you have at the end of the year? Like they don't, you don't care how you get there, just how many do you have? Mm-hmm. And I think it's similar with this. It's like, it, it doesn't actually matter how, it just matters that you're getting to sleep. So those rules are a great starting point, but if they don't work, throw them away. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I talk to a lot of people, like a lot of clients, because a lot of people have sleep issues. And, you know, that's definitely the the approach is that like, we start with, okay, like, what is what does research and medicine say about sleep hygiene? Let's start there. Let's create a routine. And let's, let's do some trial and error, figure out what works for you. And like, you know, move on from there and adjust and all that sort of stuff. Because, yeah, it's super important. Because even if, as I just said, a couple of minutes ago, I can't sleep eight hours. So if I'm like, if I, you know, if I'm following the guidelines, then I'm literally failing every night. And that's not going to make me feel good about myself and like how I take care of myself if I feel like I can't do this right. But part of it for me has been like accepting that like this is not something that my body's going to do regularly. That's going to be an anomaly. So like, it's okay. Let me adjust for what works best for me and plan accordingly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a good point too, that even if you don't have a problem in terms of how you feel or how your body's functioning, like leave it alone. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people try to do that too, where they say like, oh man, I'm only sleeping six hours a night. Um, I need to be able to sleep more, but I just can't sleep more. And then it comes back like, well, like do you feel tired? Like what's going on? Right. No, I mean, I feel fine, but you know, the internet says I need to sleep seven, eight, whatever hours. It's fine. Right. Right. It's the whole idea of why create a problem if there's no problem. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's maybe even backing up like step earlier than one step Mm -hmm. zero is to first figure out like, are you having an issue? Mm -hmm. Because it is really annoying to wake up three or four times in the middle of the night, for example. But if you're waking up the next morning and you feel fine, is it actually a problem? Right. Um, And I think that's something that is kind of the first thing to point out is that rather than trying to measure, do you actually have a problem? 
based on metrics or what people mm -hmm. say that you should be doing, like actually ask yourself like, oh, how do I feel? Because mm -hmm. uh, I've had to check myself with that too, where I know like I woke up a couple times more than usual. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I got awful sleep. But then I'm like, wait, hold up. But am I tired? Like, do I feel right. okay? And then if the answer is yes, it's like, all right, well, but oh well. Um, your body is not a robot. Like right. some nights you're going to need more, some nights you're going to need less. And I think one of the best tips, if you're going to kind of go by some of the sleep rules to figure that out is go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every night. Yeah. Um, and, a, and give or take, right? Obviously life gets in the way. Again, that doesn't have to be, you know, a very strict thing you're following all the time to the point where like, you're not allowed to live your life. Right. But a lot of people ask, okay, well, like, how do I find that? Um, and I think some of the best ways to do that, or I guess it's a very simple method is pick whatever time you need to get up. Mm -hmm. um, it's usually easier for a lot of us when like we had to get up at a certain time, which like some people now it's kind of like, I can get up. Different, right. Right. But like in normal times, right. Pick the time that you need to get up. Let's say it's seven 30 and one day start getting up at seven 30. Mm -hmm. And then after that night, after you get up at seven 30 in the morning, go to bed when you feel tired. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what time that is. It could be right. 10 o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, 5am. It doesn't matter. Go to bed when you feel tired don't push yourself to stay awake right. or like wait until you're so exhausted you can't keep your eyes open as soon as you start to feel tired just go to bed yeah always keep waking up at 7 30. the point of this is that at some point probably after a few days if not sooner your body will start to regulate that right like if you're waking up at 7 30 when do you start feeling tired oh is it midnight cool that's when you need to go to bed mm -hmm. and then from there you can make it something where you're planning around it to say like, okay, my bedtime is midnight. My wake up time is seven 30. Let me do my best not to stray too far away from that. And then you're creating a routine based on what you need and your body needs rather than like what a sleep app or WebMD tells you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good point. And I would say like as a piggyback uh, onto that, that difference between sleep and wake times, um, as long as you're in within like about an hour range, you're still going to sleep at the same time for the record. So like if your plan is to go to sleep at 12 and then like some night you go to sleep at one, you're fine. Like, don't freak out. It's all good. You still have the same routine generally. Um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind there. Yeah. And I think that's important too, because it's funny. It ends up being a catch 22 where people get like really set on their routine and then mm -hmm. it becomes a point of stress. Yep. Like, I can't deviate from my sleep routine. You can. Right. Because the point is to do something the majority of the time, right? It's right. very similar to what hopefully, you know, no diet culture nutritionists would say of that. Yeah. Eat the cake and ice cream, right? Like eating cake and ice cream on special occasions. And when you have a craving is not going to derail your entire right. eating style, right? right. It's not going to happen. It's what you do more often, not what you do once in a while, right? Mm -hmm. Like if it's not detrimental, right? Like don't stay up all night for once a month or two couple times a year, right? That might be an issue if you don't have to do that. But even just doing that, right? I think mm -hmm. of red eye flights, Mm -hmm. And I don't sleep on planes, but every once in a while, like I have to get on a red eye flight and I feel like a walking disaster, mm -hmm. probably for a good day or two. Um, and that's it. And then it's done. Like I'm back to normal. And even that, the effects of that 
are really for a short period of time. Now, if I did that every week, I'd probably fall over at some point. Yeah. But so thinking of that, if it's something where you're like, oh, you know, I want to stay out later because there's a fun thing happening. I'm going to an event. Oh, my sleep schedule. Don't worry about it. Right. Like keep close to the same routine and then just let it be whatever you need it to be for that short period of time. Cause otherwise it becomes a source of stress. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest reasons that people have difficulty sleeping is because of anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to make that worse, especially if that is the reason you struggle to sleep a lot of the time. Yeah. And so that's actually a perfect segue into my tip. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Thank I you. Talk about stress and anxiety at some point, so I had it in my head. Thank you for acknowledging my segue. Yes. Um, but so this is a little bit less about stress and anxiety, but kind of in an indirect way. But um, whatever that routine is that you start to craft, find something, if possible, that makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Um, so if there is, like, if you say, like, okay, I have this whole routine now, maybe I'm going to put on some, like, music that I like to help me wind down, or I'm going to read a book that I'm interested in, or I'm going to do this thing that, like, take a bath if that makes you feel good, whatever. Um, something that helps you feel good or that you can incorporate in that routine that like brings you a little bit of joy, I think is always a good idea. And it could be, you know, these bigger, more elaborate things, um, or it could be really small. Like for me, one of the things I've done in 2020 um, was I ended up getting like this new skincare, um, like these new skincare products I like discovered, I don't know, it was probably one of those like impulse 2020 buys. I was like, I need things to make me feel better. And I got this new sort of skincare lineup. And so I decided that that was going to be a, a part of my routine because it made me a little bit happier to be like, okay, not only do I have to do the normal stuff of like brushing my teeth and all that flossing, but I'm going to use like some good products that like, I feel like I'm doing something with and that makes me feel good. And so that extra little thing can be that draw to bringing you into that routine, whatever that is. And so that also brings down your stress levels. It helps you feel a little bit good and then really prompts you and gets you ready for relaxation in bed. So thinking about what those things could be for you and that's different for every person. Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite tips, I think. I hate getting ready for bed. I know. Like I hate it. I, I love, I have like a well-developed routine. Oh. And I, oh, <laughs> and I love it because it just like, it really gets me ready. So you like to luxuriate though. Like, I, oh yes. Yeah, it's a, like, a it takes time. Oh, that being said though, you brought up a good point. Is that something that has been a game changer? And I, I don't mean to, for that to sound dramatic. I still can't sleep, but I am happier in bed, even if I'm not sleeping is that I invested in some really good sheets. There you go. Um, and that was great because mm -hmm. it felt like, oh, I like these sheets. Like I want right. to lie here and it's not something I'm like, oh, I have to go to bed. It just feels nice. And yeah. it doesn't involve extending my bedtime routine because that sounds like a freaking nightmare, but it makes the whole experience a lot more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And it just, they're very, it's very true. They're Brooklyn and sheets, the ones that are like, it always feels like the cool side of the pillow. And it really does. And I, I run hot. And so it's really nice to roll over and be like, oh, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. So treat yourself to something that makes the whole process a little bit more enjoyable. I, I will second that in a way that works for you. Just like make it better. Um, 
if you want to stand in front of the mirror like Jarrell for hours and hours and hours at a time with various products, like by all means. Or, you know, you could just get some nice sheets. It's funny, like, I, I have a feeling now, like, I'm going to get dragged and be like, your skin isn't that nice. Wow. <laughs> Who would say that to you? You never know. You never know. That would be really <laughs> I just had the thought, like, so I post like the next selfie on Instagram and someone's like, you know what? I listened and I don't know if it's working, sir. Um, Would that impact <laughs> your sleep that night? Probably. Because <laughs> then I have to throw away all the shit I bought. And yeah. be like, nope, never mind. Cool. Um, <laughs> well, that is a nice segue because we'll kind of go back to that idea of stress and anxiety. Yeah. Where I don't believe that there's specific things that for everybody is just a total like no-brainer before you go to sleep I mean maybe yeah. like downing a mug of espresso probably right. would be the thing um although my husband can do that and he sleeps just fine so that's yeah, wild um but for most people not recommended that being said I think the question to ask yourself of like going with that whole rule of you know no screen time an hour before or whatever what actually should you stay away from an hour before bed mm-hmm. um, and for some people that's going to be social media it might be tv it might be a specific kind of tv show right like maybe yep. an hour before you go to bed is not the time to watch the horror movie mm-hmm. but um you know maybe it's that the computer doesn't bother you but maybe you shouldn't be working yeah or maybe you're limiting like who you're texting with right before bed, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, if there's somebody who stresses you out, maybe you ignore them until the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's figuring out, you know, what throughout the course of your daily life brings you stress and how to avoid that, obviously as much as possible throughout the day, but you know, life. And so at the very least, what's your turnoff time for things that stress you? Yeah. Um, and it can be, you know, just keeping your mind activated, right? Like, I don't know, some people might feel like it's good to wind down with like a 10 p.m. dance party, whereas other people will be like, no, that's going to get me up and mm-hmm. alert. And I don't want to be up and alert. And so it's, you know, avoiding what is going to get you stressed or on high alert and then instead putting in things that generally calm and relax you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what that is. It's right. if you feel calmer and more relaxed, do that. Um, again, no rules, but have that be your framework for things that you can incorporate and things you can avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note as well, life happens. Life is stressful. Being a human is hard. One of the biggest things that I think is really helpful is a lot of people will say that their mind races at night and that's why they can't fall asleep. Like I'm raising my hand. You can't see me. This is a podcast, but like, I'm with you. Um, That is one of my bigger issues sometimes is that like, I can't turn my brain off. And so I'm just like lying there super alert and thinking about all the things. And I've even said to myself in the middle of the night, like this doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet like I'm up. Yeah. Um, and so I think the reason why that happens is because more often than not, when we lie down to sleep, it's the first time throughout the course of the day where we're just still mm-hmm. and having nothing to do except think of what the hell just happened throughout the course of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, guilty. I don't sit still a lot. Mm-hmm. This is sometimes the aftermath of that. So I think if that's something that you can relate to as well, it's good to have other times of the day for you to brain dump. Yeah. Um, and the generic answer is like journal, which for me, I'm like the idea of writing something in a book, like every night before I go to bed just sounds terrible. 
Um, but for some people, it might be really helpful. It might be part of your bedtime routine. Mm -hmm. um, meditation can be helpful here. Taking a walk. Um, and it doesn't have to be right before bed, right? It's just something that allows you to kind of sit or not even just sit, pause mm -hmm. in whatever way that looks like mentally pause and just yeah. say like, okay, what the hell happened today? Mm -hmm. um, a good way to incorporate that is to do it while you're making dinner. Because generally a more mindless task, um, unless you're making really complicated recipes on like a Wednesday night, which good on you, I'm not doing that. Um, but a lot of times people, especially during the week for dinner, will make kind of simple things um, or eat like leftovers that you can just heat after you've meal prepped earlier in the week. Like it tends to be pretty simple. Um, and so having it done then when you're moving in some way that can make it a little bit easier and feel less forced just have that time be a place where you can go through the course of the day and just process what happened and check in with yourself how you're feeling. Um, if you're not the person in the house who makes dinner, maybe you're the person in the house who washes the dishes. Um, so maybe that's a good time to do it. When you're in the shower, that is also helpful, especially for night showerers. Shower, that's not, that's not a word. Showerers, no? Just Are you just laughing at me? Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Anyway, if you shower at night, it might be helpful then. Um, just something where you're doing a more mindless activity that you can also incorporate that into check-in time. I think that's a little bit easier for people to get on board with. It's less intentional. Um, you're, it's something you're already doing. So really you're just redirecting your thoughts to something that'll be a little bit more helpful. So you're not initially doing that taking stock brain dump situation when you go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting because you're talking about being more mindful. And those are all things you can do mindfully. For the record. Yeah, but like. Just saying. But if I am mindful about that I'm cooking. Then I'm yeah, I know. Happy. Different perspective. But I, I just found that ironic. Like, yeah, I, I was like, I don't want to think about the fact that I'm cooking. Because then I'm like, oh, like my food right. is. Different. See, I, for me, I would flip it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to review the day while I'm cooking because I want to focus on cooking. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> like, do you want to focus on doing the dishes? Like, do you like the dishes? No, I don't like it. So. But it's a mindful activity for me. No, a mindful activity <laughs> are things that you like. Like eating no. the food, eating not the food mindfully, <laughs> not eating the food mindfully. All of the above for me. Wow. Yeah. So I just found that funny. Anyways. Anyway, whatever whatever <laughs> task that maybe you enjoy less or want to shift your focus away if it's yeah. hard to make an intentional time. Because I think it's also a scheduling thing too. No, for sure. Um, and so, you know, obviously you could be on team Jarrell and be like, no, I need to be present in the making of my pasta. Right. Um, which cool, good on you. I come over and make my food. Um Otherwise, you know, whatever it is, your walk to work, your walk from work, mm -hmm. commutes become a thing again. Any yeah. time that you can kind of just take time to take stock of the day, however it works for you. Um, I would never want someone to give up their mindful cooking time or mindful dishwashing time yeah. if they don't have to. I would never do that to you. Um, I think, you know, I think you're a little weird, but that's okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that away from you. Yes. Um, now I'm going to wash the dishes and think of you doing so like really like, mindfully and intentionally. It's I'm I'm literally like the nutty therapist person who sometimes suggests it as practice for mindfulness. To wash the dishes? Uh-huh. 
I would laugh out loud at you. <laughs> I know. Like, so there's, there are many things that I like suggest and talk to clients about in therapy. And I just know, like, I'm like, okay, just hear me out. <laughs> just wait a second. That's funny you say that because I also got the thought of like, I'm running through like my list of clients and I'm like, they would be like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. Like if I tried to suggest them like really focus on the stuff <laughs> on your plate, they'd be like, what? Like, are you oh, yeah. like yeah. what's happening right now? Yeah. It's uh, a thing. All of this to say, it is very different for every person. Yep. And so it's really just trial and error, right? Feel free yeah. to play with things and to figure out what works for you. Um, and at the end of the day, I feel like the disclaimer that has to come on here is that once you have kind of curated this really great sleep routine and it works sometimes or you know, nothing you try works at all and you're still up in the middle of the night, see a doctor. Yeah, See a physician sure. you trust. Um, I think that's something that we, of course, have to talk about is that sleep issues can be a medical situation. And that's something to definitely rule out if you're feeling like some of the at-home remedies aren't helpful for you. And that's okay, right? It's okay to seek out help. Um, therapists are super helpful. Mm-hmm. A little biased, but hey, I still agree. Um, and, you know, like I said, ruling out that it's a medical issue is always a good idea if it's something that you're super concerned about. Yeah. Um, I'd also add like just a couple more quick, like one quick thing and then just like a shout out. Um, one, uh, the, yeah, I know. The other thing I would say. I'm <laughs> so curious as to who you're shouting out. I can't yeah. wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> is, um, and this is something I've learned, especially as I've gotten older and I actually wrote about this on the Viva Wellness blog. Um, you're really but, plugging yourself today. I'm impressed. I know, I'm in it to win it. You have to add um, those links to the show notes or else people <laughs> I will. Like, um, but it's, especially as you get older or if you deal with chronic pain or I think just generally for everyone, one thing I would suggest is just trying to get in touch with your physical body too and seeing what's happening there because especially nowadays, as many of us are working from home, um, maybe you're not like moving as regularly throughout your day or to the extent that you normally would, you probably do need to stretch it out a little bit. Um, um, so if you're not doing that during the day, I, I would highly recommend that's something to kind of check in about before you get into bed. Um, so that because you're about to then enter another space in which you're immobile for a long time. So obviously things are going to tense up and sort of like, you know, depending on how you sleep, um, you'll have different aches and pains or whatever. So um, that's one thing that's really helpful to me. And for all the people who are familiar um, the pose that I always do before bed, a yoga pose I do is child pose. And it really helps stretch out back and um, shoulders and is just really, really good. Um, but other than that, the one thing I wanted to plug um, and just send a shout out to is, um, as Rachel mentioned, Brooklyn has been like her thing that's been really nice and helpful for her. For me, I am a person who does take sleep supplements. And I've been using uh, this company called Rim Rise, like Rim Sleep, Rim Rise for, I don't know, well over a year now. Um, and it's been a big part of my sleep routine as well. And um, yeah, it's like a great blend of like Eastern and Western um, sort of supplements. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, again, speak to your doctor, your own health professional, if you're concerned. Otherwise, try different things and figure out what works best for you. I have never found a sleep supplement that works for me. I think I outsmart them. 
I mean, maybe. I, it makes me very sad. I, I get a little salty when people are like, oh, the sleep supplement just works so well. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. I mean, for me, Ooh. like, that's not true. You're not being fooled. There is scientific proof behind these supplements. Yeah. My body is just like, nah, I'm good. I'm still, we're still going to stay awake. Yeah. And it's not like, I think the thing people think is that like, it's going to like knock them out. Right. And it's like, for me, that's not what my experience is. My experience is, is that like one, and also, cause I collect sleep data cause I'm a crazy person. Um, <laughs> cause I collect sleep supplements. Like, oh. No, no, no. Um, conversation offline. That's weird. <laughs> that, um, yeah, it, uh, my quality of sleep has improved on sleep supplements. And so that's been really cool to uh, observe. And so that's why like, I'm like a regular customer because it really, it really helps me, it helps my quality of sleep. Um, it does help get more sleep on occasion, but you don't, I don't knock out. It's just like brings all of those stress levels down um, like really gently. And so like, I really like that, so. That is nice. Yeah. I mean that. I'm not just salty. I mean, I'm a little salty because like, <laughs> cool. That's yeah. so great that you have something that helps you sleep that doesn't work for me. I've never tried it. I'm just right. <laughs> just theoretically. Right. Theoretically, it won't work. So right. why even bother? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, all of that just really illustrates that we want to emphasize that it is about what works for you and ruling yeah. out any possible major issues while also just like, seeing what helps you and yeah. not judge yourself or question that if something doesn't work, let it go. Yeah. You can just let it go and move on to something that does um, and seek out what makes you feel relaxed and what helps you de-stress. Like at the end of the day, yeah. uh, potential medical issue aside, that's really what the goal is. Like, mm -hmm. cause your body needs sleep. It's mm -hmm. not like your body's like, nah, I don't need sleep. Like right. I'm just a person. But it's this idea of that it's really hard to de-stress and relax. And so yeah. maybe that's a good shift too. If you're having difficulty finding something or a routine that really works for you, shift the focus away from like, oh, I got to get to sleep. I got to get to sleep to, I need to de-stress and relax at the end of the day. Yeah. And if you can do that, sleep will come. Yep. Um, and maybe it'll even be helpful because it doesn't feel as pressure packed. Um, I know that one of yep. the I had a, a professor in college that one of their best tips, which like actually works when I can bring myself to do it. I'm just usually so annoyed is that get out of bed. At, if you can't sleep in the middle of the night after, mm -hmm. you know, 30 minutes, whatever the time is, get out of bed and do an unpleasant task. Mm -hmm. So like clean your bathroom floor because your brain is then like, oh, I don't want to be cleaning the bathroom floor. All of a sudden I'm tired, right? Ever been in a work meeting in the middle of the day where it's hard to fall asleep, but as soon as you get to lunch with coworkers, you're like raring to go. It's that premise of like, you're doing something boring and tedious that you don't want to do. And your brain is kind of going to shut off to be like, oh my God, no, I don't want to do this. This is exhausting. Yeah. All of that to say, it does work when I've tried it, but like the thought of trying to get myself out of bed to like freaking clean the bathroom at like two in the morning is very hard. Right. But just go for boring. Right. Yeah. A boring magazine or whatever. Just, yeah. yeah. It just, it sounds so silly, but I think it also speaks to that there's no right way to do this. Yeah. And so figure out what works for you and what gets you to a more zen state where you can relax and then you know let your body take care of the rest it'll tell you how much sleep that you need um and it doesn't have to be forced and yeah. i feel like that just sounds like a good plan just overall yeah absolutely well even if you're not listening to this at night we wish you good night have a wonderful night's sleep sweet dreams 
Um, what else? What are the other cliches? Don't let the bed bugs bite, which like, hits differently in New York City than it used 100%. to. hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, it was cute before I moved to New York. So. Right, like it was kind of cute little bugs. Like, no, actually, like really intense pests that will ruin your life. Yeah. Enjoy that. Um, anyway, feel free to reach out to us on social media at Viva Wellness NYC if you have any other tips that have worked for you or any questions about sleep relaxation. Um, Jarrell will probably answer those questions because I'm not very relaxed, but one of us will be helpful. And we hope you will join us again next time. Bye.